This is The Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Monday, December 11th, 2023. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Fort Madison has a new city manager. Tri-States Public Radio's Will Buss tells us about her. Laura Legis will succeed David Varley, who resigned in May. She spent the past four and a half years working as the city administrator in Sheridan, Iowa, a city of around 4,000 people 50 miles south of Des Moines. Legis is a native of Muscatine. She says she and her husband are excited to be moving back to an Iowa river town. We are, we are looking forward to going back home. The eastern side of the state for us is home, and so we're excited about uh, getting back along the river. Legis worked as a consultant for Fort Madison in 2018 before she took the job in Sheridan the following year. She says in Sheridan she helped lead new developments and investments, including $3.5 million in sewer plant upgrades and a $500,000 splash pad at the city's aquatic center. Legis starts her new job on January 22nd. I'm Will Buss. OSF Healthcare is suing the former owner of Galesburg's Cottage Hospital over unpaid rent. OSF bought cottage properties in April of 2022 for four million dollars, including the Medical Arts Clinic building at 834 North Seminary Street. That's as college hospitals affiliated clinics were still operating but on a much reduced scale and were in the middle of bankruptcy proceedings. The hospital itself had already been closed for several months at that time. As part of the sale, former cottage owner and CEO Sanjay Sharma signed a lease with OSF. It was for nearly $23,000 a month to rent the Seminary Street building for remaining clinic operations in May and June of that year. A lawsuit filed in Knox County says that rent was never paid. OSF is seeking nearly $48,000 plus interest and legal expenses from the Knox Clinic Corporation, which was the legal entity that ran the clinic operation. However, the Knox County Sheriff's Office was not able to serve Sharma a summons. Ninth Circuit Judge William Rasmussen approved a motion for a special process server to locate the former cottage owner and serve him. New state funding is available in Illinois to help build out more options for making local food available. The Illinois Stewardship Alliance is coordinating the new Illinois Local Food Infrastructure Grant Program. Nearly $2 million in state funds will be handed out for building up transportation options, food kitchens, and other projects. The deadline for grant applications is January 31st. The chair of the Iowa Senate's Taxation Committee says Senate Republicans will once again try to eliminate Iowa's income tax during the upcoming legislative session. But Senate Minority Leader Pam Yoakum of Dubuque says that would not be sustainable long term. She says if the personal income tax was eliminated all at once, the state would need a 14 percent sales tax to make up the funding for state services. Yoakum says that would hurt the working poor and any new tax policies should do the opposite. It needs to be an opportunity to make sure that Iowa's working families have a chance to get ahead and that if there's any tax break, it needs to be focused on them, not on the wealthy and the big corporations who have quite frankly benefited from these series of tax cuts we've seen in recent years. 
Republican Senator Dan Dawson says he would gradually phase out the income tax and a major sales tax increase would not be needed. He says the state is taking far too much money from taxpayers and it should be returned in the form of tax cuts. Massachusetts recently joined California in passing legislation that requires more housing space for hogs in order for the pork to be sold in the state. Harvest Public Media's Anna Pope reports some in the ag industry are waiting to see if more states will follow suit. The U.S. Supreme Court upheld California's Prop 12 in May in a split decision. Elizabeth Rumley, a senior staff attorney at the National Agricultural Law Center, says the ruling could have broad effects across the industry. It's, it goes well beyond just allowing these types of provisions for pork or for eggs or for anything else. It opens the door to restrictions on the sale of goods with many different types of production practices. A Massachusetts law is currently being challenged in court. Some ag groups argue it could prevent the transportation of pork through the state if it doesn't meet regulations. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Anna Pope. Looking for a unique gift this holiday season? In our feature for today, we find out it doesn't get much more unique than shopping at the Western Illinois University Department of Art and Design holiday sale. Tri-State's Public Radio's Jane Carlson tells us everything at the sale has been made by students during the fall semester. One of those students is Rivers Ashton, a senior studio art major with a focus in drawing and painting. I do a lot of figurative work, drawing the human figure. I love using mixed media, playing around with all types of mediums like charcoal, acrylic paint, chalk pastel. I do printmaking as well. I do just about anything I can get my hands on and I love being really involved in the process. So it's always fun to be able to show people what I can do. Ashton says people will see a lot of surrealism at the sale. One of her recent prints was inspired by a trip to New York. It's a surreal streetscape, complete with Nathan's hot dogs, human-sized birds, and the artist herself rendered as a bird-like figure. Ashton says there will be many prints, paintings, and drawings available. And ceramic work. The ceramicists we have at Western are really awesome, so there will be a lot of ceramic stuff as well. And jewelry. We have a medals class, and I know that they've made a lot of rings in the past, earrings, necklaces, bracelets, all types of metal stuff. It's really awesome, and you should definitely come see it. Ashton will graduate in the spring with a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Susan Joukowsky is a professor of art at Western, and she helps students organize the sale, from pricing to hanging. She says the art sale dates back decades, but has changed over the years. Originally, it was primarily ceramics sold in the University Art Gallery. But in the past 15 years, we've uh, moved over to the Union, the second floor of the Bratton Lounge, and it's ceramics, printmaking, and jewelry. And we get a lot of students that are also selling paintings and drawings, crocheting and knitting, doing other handmade things. Proceeds from the art sale benefit the students. 80% goes directly to them to help with college expenses, and the rest goes to student organizations, like the Printmaking Club, so students can attend conferences. Chikowski says another benefit for students is engaging with the community about the work. One of the biggest skills they learn is if they're there and they can talk about their work, they can sell so much of their work. People really become engaged and um, you know they're buying art and supporting somebody and it's, it's, it's real. It's not like just going and buying something that's nameless and faceless, you know. More than 30 Western students' artwork will be for sale this year. They include Molly Borth. 
She's a senior studio art major. Her focus is in printmaking. My art right now focuses on women's issues and women's rights most of the time, as well as like my personal things. And I do silkscreen printing mostly, and I'm experimenting right now with layering the prints and not just having one piece of paper, but what else I can do with silkscreen. In addition to her prints, Borth makes a lot of metal and sterling silver jewelry that she brings to the sale every year. Some of it is cast and some of it is made completely from scratch. She says learning what sells over the years has been helpful and choosing what to make for the annual sale. It's good experience to meet people on campus as well. I've met a lot of people at the art sale that have come and introduced themselves to us and talked to us about our art. It's always really fun to meet people. It's just a very good experience for the business side of the art world. Borth says some of her more political work has been popular in recent years. The holiday art sale runs from 10 to 6 today, tomorrow, and Wednesday in Bratton Lounge in the University Union. The Department of Art and Design also holds a sale every spring. I'm Jane Carlson. In the weather for our listening area for today, it should be mostly sunny with a high in the mid-40s. South winds at 5 to 15 miles an hour could gust as high as 20 miles an hour at times. And for tonight, it should be mostly clear with a low in the upper 20s with south winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.